The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. I'm Benjamin Dolly, and this is the VPM Daily Newscast. Utility giants Dominion Energy and Duke Energy have abandoned the controversial Atlantic Coast Pipeline. After six years, developers say there are too many obstacles to make the project viable, including ongoing delays, mounting costs, and continued legal challenges. Whitney Evans reports. The more than 600-mile-long Atlantic Coast Pipeline was slated to begin in West Virginia and cross through Virginia before ending in North Carolina. Dominion and Duke say communities in the region depend on the project for jobs and millions of dollars in tax revenue. Opponents say the natural gas pipeline is unnecessary and would mar landscapes and communities. In a joint statement, both companies' CEOs said that until the legal issues are resolved, the ability to satisfy the country's energy needs will be significantly challenged. Environmental groups celebrated the announcement, saying Virginians and North Carolinians look forward to a clean energy economy. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Many colleges and universities are planning to reopen their campuses at least partially for in-person classes this fall. As Megan Pauley reports, yesterday was the deadline for them to submit reopening plans to the State Council of Higher Education for Virginia, or SHEV. Many colleges like VCU, UVA, and Virginia Tech have already announced plans for a mix of in-person and online classes come the fall. But they all still have to submit these plans to CHEV for approval to ensure they follow state guidelines. The state is asking colleges to not just think about social distancing in the classroom, but also in dining and residence halls. And when social distancing isn't possible, faculty are instructed to wear face masks. The state says schools should address how they plan to reinforce the use of face coverings among students and staff on campus. A representative for CHEV says they'll post approved plans on their website in mid to late July. Megan Polly, BPM News. Firearms are now banned in city-owned buildings, parks, and recreational facilities in Richmond. That's because of a new state law passed by the General Assembly this year that gives local governments the power to limit guns in public spaces. The Richmond City Council initially approved the change last year after the mass shooting in Virginia Beach. A nine-year-old girl named Marquia Dixon was shot and killed in a Richmond park that same weekend. Mayor LeVar Stoney spoke about this during a press conference yesterday. I think all of our children should feel safe playing in our parks. All of our residents should feel unthreatened when getting city services or attending a public meeting. And all of our employees should feel secure doing their job serving the public. The ban does not apply to military personnel in performance of their duties, law enforcement, or security guards working for the city. The Library of Virginia is facing pressure to speed up its work archiving documents from former Governor Doug Wilder. Wilder accused the Library of Racism because it has not yet made his records publicly available. They have finished archiving work from some of his white successors, including George Allen and Jim Gilmore. The state librarian told the Richmond Times-Dispatch, which first reported the story, that the work had fallen off the radar. She blamed budget cuts and staff turnover for the lapse, but said it would now be a top priority. The legislature's Black Caucus sent a letter to Governor Ralph Northam on Sunday, urging the library to finish the work. Virginians with certain felony convictions can now qualify for public benefits. As Yasmin Juma reports, advocates say the new law, which took effect last week, breaks down some barriers for returning civilians. Under a 1996 federal law, 
People convicted of drug-related felonies were banned from getting food stamps and cash assistance benefits, but the restrictions didn't extend to other felony convictions. Salam Bhatti is with the Virginia Poverty Law Center. He says this disproportionately impacted low-income communities of color. And when people with drug felonies would exit prison and re-enter society, they already were barred from ever successfully re-entering society because they couldn't get help from the government, let alone all these other barriers where they can't get jobs or they can't get loans for school. Last year, nearly 2,000 people with drug-related felonies were denied SNAP benefits, also known as food stamps. This new law will allow them to qualify for SNAP and TANF, the cash assistance program. Yasmin Jama, VPM News. Researchers at the University of Virginia say they found proof that even a little exercise may help prevent macular degeneration. The condition causes vision loss and affects around 10 million Americans. Bradley Gelfand is a researcher at UVA's Center for Advanced Vision Science. We found that for mice who exercise, it reduced the harmful overgrowth of blood vessels by 40%. Gelfand says that is a key contributor to macular degeneration. The National Institutes of Health funded the study, and UVA has applied for more grants to find out exactly why exercise was more beneficial. Gelfand says they hope to eventually develop a pill for people who could not exercise to help preserve their vision. Free COVID-19 testing will be offered this week by the Richmond and Henrico Health Departments. The community testing events are happening this morning at Diversity Richmond on Sherwood Avenue and Thursday morning at the Powhatan Community Center on Northampton Street. People who are interested are being asked to call the COVID-19 hotline to register and find a location to get tested. Drive-up testing is also available on-site as needed. The number to call to register is 804-205-3501. New state laws go into effect this month on everything from abortion to guns. They were passed by a new majority of Democrats in the legislature who were back in power for the first time in over two decades. It's the latest setback for Virginia Republicans who have struggled to reckon with the changing South. Ben Pavier reports. When Tony Schmiglow moved to the Richmond suburbs 20-odd years ago from New York, Republicans ruled the roost. It was, it was, it was very conservative. It was just, it was very, very conservative. Schmiglow describes herself as an independent. She appreciated that her Republican lawmakers would work across the aisle, at least until they got primaried. These would be elected officials who I really liked what they were doing. Uh, and they were getting challenged from the right. She was shocked when her congressman, Eric Cantor, one of the top Republicans in the House, lost his seat to a Tea Party challenger. She felt Republicans were drifting away from the bipartisanship she wanted to see. I was supporting them. <laughs> I mean, they moved away from me. That's the challenge for Virginia Republicans, who haven't won a statewide election since 2009. They've lost control of the executive mansion, the state legislature, and a majority of the state's congressional seats. Part of the problem is the president, according to Sean Kenney. He's the former executive director of the state's Republican Party. You know, the suburbs just do not react well to Donald Trump in the White House. There's just no way of getting around that. But Kenny says Republicans also keep choosing unelectable candidates. Corey Stewart made defending Confederate statues a central plank of his failed 2018 Senate run against Democrat Tim Kaine. That's not a hard choice to make. Uh, you know, <laughs> Nobody's going to vote for somebody waving a little Confederate flag around and saying it's either me or the Democrat. That's especially true in the diversifying suburbs around Richmond and Northern Virginia, the fastest growing parts of the state. Similar demographic shifts are emerging across the Sun Belt. GOP pollster Glenn Bolger says Republicans have avoided deeper losses by turning out their base, not expanding it. It's the way the Republicans have held on in states like North Carolina, Georgia, and Texas is 
Um, they've done a really good job of running up turnout in the more rural areas. Bolger says Republicans will face headwinds if they don't start attracting Black and Latinx voters. My district was, it's incredibly diverse. Democrat Elizabeth Guzman moved to Northern Virginia 20 years ago from Peru as a single mother. In 2017, she flipped a Republican-held district. You know, in my district, black, brown, white, Asian, we're all neighbors and we respect each other. Guzman represents one of the fastest-growing counties in Virginia. She says Democrats won by choosing diverse candidates and stressing an inclusive message. This is your party. We will fight for you. Este es tu partido. Vamos a luchar por usted. So that's important to people. Since Guzman was elected in 2017, Virginia Democrats have passed Medicaid expansion, approved a minimum wage increase, and expanded access to abortion. Sean Kenny predicts a backlash. I, I firmly believe that Virginia is not a blue state. We're just a red state that can't get its act together. But to do that, they'll have to reach suburban voters like Tony Schmiglow, a retired African-American federal employee who can't stomach Trump's racist rhetoric. When she's talking to politicians... If it's somebody that I, that I support of the Republican Party, I say, you know, you need to step away from him. <laughs> step away from him. You know, run on your own. The politician she's most excited about now is Democratic Congresswoman Abigail Spanberger. Schmiglow praises Spanberger for working across the aisle. It's something she says she doesn't see enough of from Republicans these days. Ben Pavier, VPM News. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. Find all of our stories online at vpm.org news. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.